you have really do have to go through all of these horrible things as a step parent. And, you know, when you find Nacho, it's the bright light at the end of the tunnel. And you're like, wow, this really is amazing. And it works. And I wish I would have found it sooner. You're listening to the Nacho Kids podcast, where we discuss all things step family related, real stories, real people, real help. Your hosts are the creators of the Nacho Kids Method and the Nacho Kids Academy Step Family Coaching Team, Lori and David Sims. Welcome to 2023, folks. Yep. How y'all doing? <laughs> how was y'all's New Year? It was uh, uneventful, which is exactly how I like them. Yes. Yeah. Somebody asked me, one of my uh, employees asked me, you know, did we go out and do anything for New Year's and all that? And I'm thinking, dude, no. <laughs> We stay home where it's safe. <laughs> you know, it's funny because I remember being a teenager and I would get so mad because my mom would not let me go out on New Year's Eve. I'm not talking 13, folks. I'm talking 17, 18. <laughs> Until I started paying rent at 18, I was not allowed to stay up past 10 o'clock at night. And that was one night a weekend. Well, that should have been a warning red flag for me. <laughs> So, as a parent, Jackson's, you know, running around, and I'm like, I don't want you out driving tonight. He's like, why? I said, because there's more drunks on the road tonight. He said, probably not any worse than any normal night. I'm like, yeah, I think tonight's probably worse. I really don't want you driving. Yeah. So, we go from, I hate you, mama. You won't ever let me do anything just because some drunks on the road, blah, 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 to... Honey, I don't want you riding around tonight because of New Year's Eve and a lot of drunk people on the road. You've become your mother. No. <laughs> I'm just understanding why they had boundaries. Yeah. So next time you see your mom, you'll be like, Mom, I'm so sorry. I now understand why. Yeah, I can see that. But isn't that where every parent wants to eventually get with their kids? And even stepkids <laughs> to some degree, like you want at some point you want them to come to you and say, you are right. Or I get it. <laughs> I understand. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, I get it. I know why you did all these things now. <laughs> well, I, I've have had those talks with my mom and my dad, of course, with before my mom passed away with her of some of the things that she did that I do understand now. Mm. But she passed away what? Been a minute. Eight years ago? <laughs> almost eight years ago. Wow. So Jackson was nine, almost 10 when she passed away. So a lot has transpired with being a mother in those years. Hmm. Mm -hmm. But he's very lucky. I'm his mama and not my mama. Because, oh, Lord. Mm -hmm. My mama didn't have any guilty parent syndrome toward me. None <laughs> whatsoever. Well, she knew. She knew you were hard-headed. Yeah. So, anyway. David, what all we got going on this year? This year? Man, I'm doing good just to know what we got going on this week. Well, what we got going on today? <laughs> you have been working very, very hard this past weekend. I've been, yes, been putting a ton of hours and work into the Nacho Kids Academy. What? We, yep. I am. We are. Re I say I am. We are. Because you're, you're helping me too. But re we're revamping the entire thing from the ground up. 
and um, it's getting rebuilding a facelift. Yep, getting a facelift. We've had the academy now for what, four years. Sounds right. I think so. <laughs> I figured it's time. Yeah, three or four years. I can't remember, but I figured it's time for a fresh new look and some new features. And um, so that's what I'm doing. Spent a lot of time on that, making it more user. Uh, I won't say user friendly, just a different user experience. That's something that most people would enjoy. And um, it's going to give us the ability to have some features in there that we don't currently have. And uh, one of those things that we're going to be doing in 23 is we're going to roll out some group coaching. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We, we have, you know, we have folks that want one-on-one and then we, we have the Q and a calls uh, in the Academy, a little difference, not, Q&A calls are not really coaching. It's exactly what it is. It's question and answer. So there's some help there. It's different than getting coaching. So some people are like, look, I, I really want coaching, uh, but I don't, I don't want to do the one-on-one or you know, the one-on-one is cost prohibitive or whatever. And so what we have to do is we're looking at, well, how can we do this and it be cheaper? And, and, one, way, and one of the ways to do that is to do it in groups, small groups. And so we're going to looking at rolling that out, and um, and there's some things that this new update within the Notch Kids Academy is going to help us facilitate that on a technology level. Mm-hmm. So looking forward to that. Um, and I do want to say one thing. I want to pat ourselves on the back. Pat, 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 pat. Because everything else has gone up in price, and including the cost to us to do a lot of the things we're doing. Mm-hmm. But but we have not raise the price on the academy and we don't have plans to raise the price on the academy we have we have absorbed all the costs from all of our vendors that we buy things from and all the hosting and platforms and everything else because we we want to make this something that more people can access and benefit from and so we we made the decision several weeks ago to to not do that while everything else is going up we're keeping it the same well, we had talked a lot about it because a lot of other coaches are going up on their programs as well. Mm-hmm. Everything in the world has gone up. The price of eggs in the United States, an 18-pack of eggs, which is a dozen and a half, $7, <laughs> over $7. You wow. used to could get them for 2 bucks. Everything has gone up. Bread's gone up. I mean, anything you can think of. Underwear. Toilet paper, everything's going up. So we decided we didn't want to jump on the bandwagon of everything else is going up, so we might as well too. Well, it's not even that. Like I can understand if it's one of those things where the price increases everywhere is not impacting you, then you're just going up for because everybody else is. But we are impacted by that. Right. Now, I'm not talking about toilet paper and all that. But the the things that we have to purchase in order to create the academy and other things we're doing, pri- the prices went up. But we just even this to podcast, pass- yeah. Uh, again, we produce it for free. We put it out there for free, but the cost to do that, the hosting cost, the editing cost, all that stuff, all that went up. Mm-hmm. And so, even though we had all the prices pricing to us go up, we've decided at least for now we're going to ab- absorb the pricing. And keep the podcast free <laughs> and, and keep the Academy where it's at. What I was going to say is we didn't want to jump on the bandwagon 
of let's raise our price because everybody else is. Mm -hmm. But when we talked about it, we didn't want people to not be able to join because the price did go up. Yeah. And we felt like this is the one thing that we can control to help people. Now, not to say that eventually the price might not go up because depending on how many more times we get hit with price increases, we might have to go up a little bit. But at this time, no, we do not have any plans on increasing the price of the academy. And we also researched and the value of what you get in the academy is 10 times worth what you're paying. Yep. So we understand it's not free, but we also understand that it is priced well below the value. Oh, yeah. Yeah. A fraction <laughs> yes. of the value. But yeah. So anyway, yeah, anyway. if you want to know more about the Nacho Kids Academy, you can check that out at nachokidsacademy.com. And uh, you can check out all the new cool stuff we got in there. And I had a lady message me the other day, and she said, I just have to tell you that the Nacho Kids Academy and y'all have changed my life. I can't thank you enough. I love those. Yeah. This lady didn't just sign up and go, oh, I signed up for the Academy. She put the work in. Mm-hmm. And she is kicking butt. Oh, that's what it takes. We talk about that a lot. You can't you can't go to the gym and buy a membership and then never go, mm-hmm. never participate. It's the same thing. You got to put in the work. Just just joining is not going to do it. Just listening to the podcast, not going to do it. Yep. And pretending to run in my head is not making me lose weight. So <laughs> let's talk about our guest today. Our guest All today right. is a stepmom from Washington. Hello, stepmom from Washington. She says... We've been blending for about three years, but it's complicated. Mm-hmm. Most step families are. So I will just say that her stepson moved in full-time three years ago. Oh. Yep. That changes things. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, the bio mom basically abandoned this child. Mm. It's a sad story. This lady is a member of the Academy. She realized, I need help, and she signed up. And she is doing great and kicking booty. Good. So, we won't keep you any longer. Yeah, let's get to listening. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> today, we have a stepmom in Washington. Hello, stepmom in Washington. How are you today? Hi, I'm good. How are you? Good. So, tell us a little bit about your blend. How long have you been blending? So, the short answer for that is three years. But it's a little complicated. My husband and I have been together for 12 years, and his son was one when we met. And soon after we started dating, my stepson's mom moved them about 13 hours away. And we didn't really have a relationship with them or with stepson, I guess. Um, My husband would like go and visit them when he could, but... I feel like after we got married is when our relationship with stepson, you know, turned better and we got to see him more and everything. But three years ago, he moved here full time with us. So that's really when I say we started blending because before I didn't really even consider myself a stepmom. Okay. So just to clarify, you and your now husband. Mm -hmm. Have been together for 12 years. Yes. And when stepson was one, mm-hmm. bio mom took stepson away, mm-hmm. 1,300 miles or whatever it was, and your husband would see him periodically. But in the last three years, you have gotten him full time. Yes, that's correct. Okay. 
what caused y'all to get him full time? So three years ago, well, maybe four years ago, we were starting to have concerns about my stepson and we would just kind of get messages or phone calls from people that knew his mom and just say that they were kind of concerned about him and if he was being cared for in his living situation and all of that. And then three years ago, we got a phone call from CPS saying that stepson had been involved in a domestic violence altercation. And he was fine. He wasn't hurt or anything, but he witnessed his mom. She slapped her second ex-husband who has two kids with her and then punched his wife. Wow. And so stepson witnessed that. And so because it, Domestic violence, I, you know, whatever the law is, but all of the parents have to be notified that this happened. So that happened. And my husband pretty much just told stepson's mom, I don't know what's going on with you. I'm getting a lot of phone calls. I just got this phone call and a lot of stuff is happening with you. And it sounds like you're not taking care of our son. So you need to figure your stuff out and he doesn't need to be with you while you do that. So he needs to come live here while you figure your stuff out. And she said, okay, sounds great. And I mean, he was here within 48 hours. What? Yeah, I think, I mean, where we live, our school systems start in September and go through late June. And where they live, they're finished in May. I think that he was pulled out of, I mean, I don't think he finished the school year there. Wow. And he, and then where we also live, it's a really big military community. And just so happens that stepson's mom has a brother that was stationed where we live. And so he was, it's really weird. He was just down there visiting where they live and he brought stepson to us and he's been here ever since. Okay. I'm a little astonished because usually when something like this happens, there is a big court battle. Yeah. So all of the court stuff that they had was just, whatever they came up with when they first got divorced when stepson was a year old. So he never went back to court to get full custody. She just said, here, here you go. Yeah. So I think when we first met their visitation was like every Wednesday and every other weekend. Okay. That's when my husband had him. And so when they moved, my husband was, 21 and he just didn't have the means to go back to court and try and get more time or say that she left the state when she wasn't supposed to and he kind of just said that it was okay right and then he would just you know go visit where they live when he could okay yeah and so after that whole thing happened the domestic violence thing he came to live here He'd been here the whole summer and where they, they have school. Their school starts in August. 
Mm-hmm. And so it's like mid-August. And I said to my husband, I said, hey, you know, have you heard from stepson's mom? Is she planning on getting him for school? Like, what's going on? And he was like, I've asked her and she kind of just dodges the question. And I said, okay, maybe ask her one more time. And if you don't get an answer, I'm just enrolling him in school here because he needs to go to school. And he was like, okay, sounds good. And so he asked her and she finally was like, yeah, you know, maybe that's a good idea that he stays with you guys for a year and goes to school there. And we're like, great. So I enrolled him. I was able to call, like I found out all of the previous schools he'd been to because there was a lot to get all of his like records and like shot records, school records, all of that stuff to give to our school district. And he was enrolled and it was actually really easy. And he started fifth grade that following month in September. So after you get steps on, mm-hmm. what was his interaction like with his mom? Did he feel like she just abandoned him? Was he okay with it? Did she still call and check on him, talk to him? Yeah, so she did for a while. She would call him and talk to him, talk to us, check on him. Like, I felt like it, I mean, I was pretty naive back then. So I thought it was great. You know, there was one point that he did really feel abandoned by her. And what had happened was so, stepson has two siblings. They have the same mom, but different dad. Okay. So his two siblings have the same dad. Um, and that dad has custody of those two kids. And so I think at that point, she really actually didn't have any of her kids because they were going through like a custody battle. And so, and I, I don't really know how that works. I know how it worked for us, but I don't know how it works in like another state, but they were going through a custody battle. and. The dad just had the kids. Like at that point, they weren't doing visitation for whatever reason. Right. So anyways, his mom has a lot of boyfriends all of the time. And so she had called stepson one day and said, I'm pregnant. And he was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) And he, at the time, she was married to her third husband. Okay. And how old is stepson at this time? 10. Okay. So mom was married to her third husband, but she told stepson that she was pregnant and not with her husband. It was with another guy. She told him that? Yes. (laughs) It's awful. Like it's just the stuff that comes out of her mouth sometimes to him is just insane. So he gets off the phone at like... When this was all happening, my husband was out mowing the lawn and stepson starts crying. And I was like, I'm, I, I, I didn't even know what to say. I was just like, I'm so sorry. Like, let's go see your dad. Right. And so we go out and, you know, he's crying and he tells my husband what's going on. And he kind of calms down. And I just remember like my husband and I were just talking. He was like, why would she even say that? Like, what in the world is going through her head that makes that okay? 
Right. And he immediately was just like, she forgot about me. She forgot about my siblings. She is just starting a new family. She got rid of us and she's just starting a new family. He's 10 and he's saying this. So it was awful. It was awful. Wow. So yeah, he felt abandoned. (laughs) Okay. So does she have contact with him now? No. So she just really abandoned this kid. Yeah. So in February, I think 2020. mm, Yeah. February, 2020. She was coming here to visit him and she's bringing a new boyfriend with her. And the last time she came to visit him, she brought another new boyfriend. So anyways, that's not the point. So (laughs) she was coming to visit stepson and my husband and I had already been meeting with a lawyer to say our case and to present her with papers to get more custody or all, you know, hundred percent custody, whatever it was. And so the only thing that we were kind of having trouble with is she doesn't have a consistent address where she lives. I think she kind of just couch surfs or stays with her mom or has a new boyfriend. You know, we don't know where she lives. So it was like, we weren't able to serve her with the papers. And she was like, I'm coming to visit and blah, blah, blah. And we're like, this is our chance to serve her. Like, cause we're not going to get another chance. And we couldn't find whatever those people are called that do like that serve court papers. Mm-hmm. So I I got to serve her with court papers while she was in the hospital because she has lupus and she's always in the hospital for her lupus flare ups, which I don't know if that's an actual, I don't know if that's true. <laughs> so she came to visit him, had a flare up, was in the hospital. So we took him to visit her because it had been so long and uh, it'd been a couple of months at that point. But, you know, afterwards I was like, okay, it's my chance. And so I just, my husband had confronted her with a lot of the lies she'd been telling us and the lies she'd been telling stepson. And she really just wasn't having it. And finally, he, I think he mentioned like, you know, we would like to have legal custody, you know, or whatever. So I gave her the court papers and that's the last time we saw her. She doesn't even call. So she, so we received hundred percent custody of stepson because she defaulted. She failed to respond to the court papers or whatever. So we received hundred percent custody by default. Mm-hmm. And then during that time, though, he had we had had a restraining order because our lawyer kind of just made it sound like that is just what you do. So that she pretty much we were afraid that she was going to take him and then we would never see him again. Right. So we also served her with a restraining order and that made it so that he would have to stay with us also during this whole court thing. Mm -hmm. And so... They didn't talk for a little bit after that, maybe like three months, because the restraining order was really, maybe it was only a year, but we had to allow contact at one point because we were requesting that she take a drug test. And after she passed a drug test that she administered herself, (laughs) our attorney came back and um, said, yeah, she passed the drug test. So you guys have to allow contact. 
but they let her, I'm sorry, I hate to interrupt because I know you're probably on a roll. They allowed <laughs> her to give herself a drug test. Yeah. at Like at home drug test. Mm, yeah, I think so. And this is the family court system? Yeah. So I think oh, what it Lord. was, I think what it was, was maybe, it, I don't, okay. I don't think it was that home one, but she had just gotten a job where she needed to pass a drug test. And so I think it was just like a regular, like urine test. Okay. But we were running a nail and hair follicle test. Ah. So she did like, I guess a quote unquote legit drug test, but it only tests for like, you know, basic things that are in your system currently and not, I don't know. Right. Right. It only goes back so far. Right. And so she was like, well, I passed a drug test for my work. So I should be able to talk to him. And it was like, that's not what we want. We want a hair follicle test, but she has a way of manipulating every system to her advantage. So she passed a drug test and we had to allow contact. And so at that point she would call whenever she wanted, which whatever, but she would call it like 10 AM on a Wednesday when stepson's in school. And then she'd be like, I want to talk to my son. Well, my husband was like, well, I'm at work. And he's in school. So you need to call at a time when I'm home and he's home. And so we ended up making a schedule for calls. And it was like every Sunday at five, I think, because that's when we were all going to be home. They can talk for whatever. And she would call most of the time. But it would be, so we actually set it so it would only be a phone call for like from five to six. And she would call at 5.55 or at seven o'clock at night or like she would never. And it like, and if she called early enough, it was fine, you know, but it like she could never, it's not, it's, I think it's because it wasn't on her terms. Like, so right. she just couldn't stick to the schedule. And then it it got to a point with these conversations where it didn't matter if she called or if she didn't call. Stepson was still like in a horrible mood, acting out. Like you could just like the energy she gives off, like just affected him, you know, and it didn't matter if she showed up or not. Mm-hmm. So it got to a point where she had a new boyfriend and lived in another state across the country, close to you guys. And this boyfriend was recently divorced and had two little girls. And she would FaceTime stepson with these little girls on her lap saying, these are your new sisters and you're going to move here soon. And these are your sisters and you need to get to know them. And he just felt like, she wasn't even paying attention to him. He was like, she can't even hold a conversation with me. She's too busy paying attention to these other kids. And she doesn't talk to me about anything that I'm interested in. She doesn't try to get to know me. You know, it's been a couple of years since we've talked, like I'm a different person now. And he realized that she wasn't, you know, being the best mom to him. And Yeah, the circumstances for her sucked, but you can still show up, you know, and she wasn't. So I think the last thing that happened was my stepson does jujitsu 
And he had a tournament in a city that was really close to where he lived before. And I think at that time, we didn't realize she was living across the country. And she was like, I'm going to come to your tournament. I promise I'm going to be there. And she didn't show up, of course. And then she didn't even call him that weekend. So he was, at that point, it was really bad. Like we hadn't had him in therapy yet. And he was just very angry. So that happened. And he was like, I think that I need to take a break from talking to my mom. And we were like, yeah, you know, we've kind of thought that too. And we were going to, you know, talk to you about it, but you're talking to us about it, which, you know, I think you're mature enough to make that decision. If you want to take a break from talking to her for a little while, that's fine. It's been a year and a half now since they've talked and she has tried to contact him maybe three times. I don't understand. Yeah, I don't, I don't get it. It's, it's really sad. Yeah. So I guess my next question to you is you have zero kids of your own, correct? That's correct. Okay. So how did you feel when you found out, hey, stepson's coming to live with us full time for who knows how long? Were you excited? Were you maybe not necessarily excited, but realized that it was a bad situation for the stepkid and he needed to get away from mom? Were you looking at this as an opportunity of, oh, great, I get to play mom? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So when he first moved here, we definitely didn't realize how bad the situation was. Like we got a lot of information from the second husband who has the other two kids because they live in the same town as her and their fight. So we had got a lot of information from him that there was like drug use and stuff. So we didn't know about that. Oh, and wow. it wasn't just like smoking weed. It was like meth and heroin. Oh gosh. So there was just stuff, a lot of stuff that we didn't know. So as far as like him coming here, I think I was like, I don't really want to say excited because I wasn't like giddy. I know I was like nervous and almost dreading it, which sounds horrible, but I'd never been a parent to this kid before. And then I have this 10 year old coming who'd been through God knows what to live in my house for who knows how long. And so I definitely, I mean, I, I came into it as like super mom, right? Like trying to do everything I could. But at the same time, I definitely had started drinking more. Mm-hmm. And um, I would go out and like go day drinking with my friends. And I think I now I realized I think I was just like, it just not ready. And I was still living like the life that I was living before he came. So it was like, I had all of this brand new responsibility and I didn't know how to take care of it or what to do. And so I just kept doing what I was doing before he came, right? but in excess. So I don't think I really handled it well. Um, I like, to, I like to say that I did, but I know that I didn't. And then when he got here, it was, I remember telling my husband, I go, I don't think that he was taught like basic things that you're supposed to teach your kid 
Like you don't interrupt adults when they're speaking or when someone says, Hey, and they say your name, you say yes, or you, you know, turn around and look at them and not just walk past them in the hallway. So that happened a few times. And I was like, listen, like, I'm not, I don't do that. Like, if I'm talking to you, you need to look at me when I'm talking to you. Mm -hmm. He was like, oh, so it's just like little things. I don't know if he was taught that or wasn't taught that or because I'm not his mom, he felt that he could be that way towards me. I don't know. So. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't handle it well. Which understandably so. Yes. So I go to therapy. And so she, I remember I told her that same exact thing. I go, I was drinking a lot. She's like, do you know why you did that? And I was like, yeah, because I was now a full-time mom. She's like, no, because you were young and you can't. And I was like, oh, that makes (laughs) me feel a little bit better. (laughs) So yeah, I didn't it wasn't a great transition. And I just, I think there was a lot of like, we are all going into it blind. Yeah. And so I think something that I do really well, like in general is, you know, make sure everyone gets to their appointments, make sure their appointments are scheduled, like cook dinner, like you need to be here at a certain time. I'll get you there. So that's something like I'm really good at just in general. And so I think that was really good for him to come into like some stability where before she never brought him to a school. When I looked at his school records, he had collectively missed a full year of school (gasps) by the fifth grade. Wow. Yeah. So I think him coming here and us showing him, you know, stability, like you're going to go to school every day and then we're going to come home, we're going to have dinner and you're always going to have a house to live in and you're going to have your own room. And just showing him that over and over has really helped him a lot. Yeah. Cause you don't really know what he went through. No, Mm-mm. I know that it was, I mean, the stuff that we have heard, it's just, it's horrific, honestly, like no kid should have to go through that. and. Right. It was awful. And so he is in therapy now and he is doing really well in therapy and responding really well to it. And she was telling us that he was parentified at like such a young age, meaning like he was like a spouse to his mom because he, you know, had to wake her up to bring him to school or mm-hmm. make sure that she was okay. Like all of this stuff and then watch his siblings and his mom will go out and party. And so this little boy is like taking on these roles that an adult would take on. And it really messed him up. I've, oh my gosh. I just can't imagine. Yeah. It, it's sad. When he came into the picture, you decided to, well, you probably didn't even make a decision. It's, and I've, don't mean to speak for you, but I know for myself, it's not like I consciously thought I'm going to be mom to these kids. It's just you kick into that role. Yes. And did you start parenting and disciplining and your husband supported you or did you nacho from the beginning? How did that go? So I'd like to say, and this is going to sound, I parented and disciplined like immediately. And Mm -hmm. Nacho's great, you know, I'm doing nacho now, I'm in a much better place, but it's almost like you have to be 
at that rock bottom of parenting. So when you step into Nacho, you can see how much of a difference it actually makes. Right. Isn't that horrible, though? It's horrible. It's true. (laughs) It's you really do have to go through all of these horrible things as a step parent. And, you know, when you find Nacho, it's the bright light at the end of the tunnel. And you're like, wow, this really is amazing. And it works. And I wish I would have found it sooner. But, you know, but it would have had the impact if you would have found it sooner. Exactly. 100%. Exactly. So yeah, when he first moved here, I definitely like started parenting right away. I think my husband supported me. But I also think like, I think, I mean, he, he's a dad, he's, you know, a father to this kid for 13 years, but he didn't really parent him himself because he lived with his mom. So Mm -hmm. I think he didn't really know what to do either. And so I kind of just stepped into the role without making a decision. Like you said, you just do it. And it really didn't go well, you know, and it was like, I was repeating myself multiple times and it was just you know, he's never, he's never told me you're not my mom, but you know, and all of his actions and stuff, I've definitely felt that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, he just wasn't listening to me. He wasn't respecting me. He wasn't, he was just doing what I think he did to his mom in a way. Like, I don't know if that makes sense because I think he fought back a lot with his mom, but still take care of her at the same time. And so I think that he was just doing the same thing with me. Mm-hmm. And like, I remember talking to someone and they're like, oh, well, he's just treating you like a mom. And I'm like, no, I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't treat my mom this way, but whatever. So right. I started not doing, I'd say May of this year or late April of this year. And it really has made a huge impact and it really is a lot different in our household now. What made you come to the conclusion that you should nacho or you should do something different? Were you just so stressed out or was it conflict between you and your husband or you could tell your stepson wasn't receptive to you being the parent? Um, All of the so above. I've heard of, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> so I'd heard of the term nacho before and like a Facebook group and it wasn't your Facebook group. It was just a random one. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking how lazy I thought that these people were <laughs> for nachoing. And I was like, no, that's so lazy. You just don't want to do the work. You know, mm-hmm. this kid needs you, whatever. So. At the time, so my stepson and I have the same therapist. And so at the time, he was just seeing her. And she mentioned to me, she said, Hey, you know, being a stepmom is really hard. If you ever need to take one of his therapy appointments, just message me and you can come in. So one day I was just like, I need to take his appointment. Is that okay? And she's like, Absolutely, come on in. And so I go there and she had told me about your guys's article and is it the Atlantic? I think uh-huh. she had told me about that article and I was like, wait, what's it called? And she was like, nacho. And I was like, huh? Okay. <laughs> That's and those so lazy goes, step parents. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so I was like, okay. <laughs> so what is it? And she kind of just read the article to me and I was like, Hmm. And she goes, I honestly think this would be really good for you because what steps on has told me it sounds like you guys have a 
not the best relationship, you know, and you're always kind of like, I don't want to say yelling at him, but you're always on him about things and, you know, stuff like that. She's like, it might be just try it, you know, just try it. If it doesn't work, mm-hmm. you know, try something else and just try it. So I go home that day and I joined the Facebook group and I'm not active in the Facebook group, but I just, I looked at it and I was like, okay, <laughs> I know, but like, it sounds so horrible, but Anyway, no, no, I can say anything. So anyways, <laughs> I'm not active in the Facebook group. And so I actually, I joined the Academy like that day when I got home and my husband came home and I said, listen, this is what I'm going to do because I'm so stressed out and unhappy that I think this is what is going to make it better. So, and I told him, like I read him the article and I go, So if I'm asking you to do things, you either need to step up and do it, or you need to tell your son to do it. Like, because I, I'm not going to do it kind of thing. I'm not going to parent and I'm not going to be on his tushy every second of the day because he's not doing something I want Mm -hmm. him to do. So, and he was just like, okay. And like, he, he didn't really understand it, but I immediately started the whole nacho process and you know, it it takes time and it takes discipline because you can't say a lot of things that you want to say. (laughs) Um, But, and I, I, you know, I retreated to my room a lot. So I just watched TV alone because I didn't like, I I didn't want to be a part of, you know, the activities or whatever my husband and my son were doing. I just, I didn't want it. So I think I did that for like two months. I just pulled back completely and I wouldn't ask my stepson to do his chores or his homework or anything like that. And so it is now, I don't know what, six months later, it's, you know, sitting at the dinner table and my husband's We'll be like, did you do your chores? You know, it's not me anymore. It's him. And it's so great. Like, it's, I'm not stressed anymore. It's great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that lazy parenting really worked. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so glad that you brought that up there because that is the misconception a lot of times. And there's some guy that did a TikTok or something that said, if you're a step parent and you subscribe to the nacho method or nacho parenting style, whatever, you're a coward. I'm thinking, dude, you have no idea. He has no idea. He's not a step parent, is he? Because he doesn't know. <laughs> well, either he's not a step parent or he's just one that the dad's not present and he just rules the roost or whatever, you know. Right. I actually asked him to be a guest on our podcast, so... <laughs> Um, that's not a fair statement for him to make. I think (laughs) because I feel like, you know, stepmoms have it so much harder than stepdads. Yes. And I I don't know why that is. I do. And it sucks, but (laughs) it it boils down to the fact that the role of quote, quote, the mom is to take care of the house. It goes back to cave days. Right. So I think that's why it's harder for stepmoms. Plus, we get all emotional. Yes. And we think it's all about us. Yes, yeah. ma'am. Yes, I mean, ma'am. some of it is about us. That's why we're not showing right. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it's not all about you. And that is definitely something I've had to realize. You start not showing and 
your husband has to pick up some slack. Mm-hmm. Did, first of all, did you nacho everything? Did you just completely step back like I did? Or did you continue to do certain things because it didn't really bother you to do those things? Yeah, that one. So I don't mind making dinner. The things that I nachoed were chores and like disciplining and homework, which in our house goes in the chores category. So that's the stuff I nachoed and how I just would go about it. I mean, some things I don't mind, like, you know, I don't know if I want to say some things. Some days I don't mind, or other days, you know, you're asking them to do something. So I guess it's like a day by day basis almost. So I don't mind like doing certain chores, but then all of the chores, he has like a little whiteboard and those are his chores. And so things weren't getting done like in the beginning, because I noticed everything because you pick apart your stepkids. So Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I was noticing that he wasn't like doing certain things. And so I remember I'd asked my husband, I said, Hey, like when you get a chance to go outside and pick up dog poop. And he was like, what? (laughs) And I go, when you get a chance, can you go outside and pick up dog poop? And he looks at me like, what are you talking about? Like, you never asked me to pick up dog poop before. It was really funny. And, and then he goes, isn't that one of, you know, stepson's chores? And I was like, yeah, it is. And he was like, and then he yells at stepson, go out and pick up dog poop. Like, and so that was one of like, kind of like one of the realizations for him. He was like, wait a second this isn't something I normally do. And this is on his George chart. Why isn't it being done? So, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and so, you know, in the beginning you start to ask them to like do things. Right. And then it kind of, you know, it just rolls into the point where he automatically is making sure that stepson does his chores. So now I don't even ask about it, you know? Right. Where before I was like, did you make sure that he did? Did you make sure that he picked up the dog food? Or now it's just, it's an automatic. He's like, did you pick it up Mm -hmm. or did you clean up your room or did you do this? And so, yeah, in the big, yeah, I just nachoed those things because those things were like the most stressful for me. Mm -hmm. And then I don't mind. So he rides the bus to school. So that's not something that causes stress, but Sometimes like when it comes to getting him to like jujitsu or whatever, like some days I just don't want to do it. So it's not because it causes me stress. It's just like, Oh, I don't want to do it today. And so I'll just be like, Hey, can you take him to jujitsu today? And he's like, Oh yeah, not a big deal. So we have a pretty good system going and it's much better than what it was six months ago. Good. Did stepson ever say anything to you? About you not showing, I'm sure you didn't tell him, but did he say anything to you or to his dad about, well, why isn't stepmom telling me to clean up or why isn't stepmom chewing my butt? <laughs> um, I don't know if he's, he did it. He never said anything to me. I don't know if he said anything to my husband, but I know that he said something to his therapist. Good. And so like. I mean, it was in like a week or two, I think, since I had that appointment with her and then she saw him next. And I just wait outside of the, you know, outside of her office during his appointments. And so they come out at the end and I was like, okay, thanks. Have a good day. And she kind of just whispers, keep doing what you're doing. It's working. And I was like, okay, great. (laughs) I don't know what was said, but it's working. So I'll keep doing what I'm doing. 
<laughs> you know, I'm thinking we should make shirts in our nacho store that says, I'm a lazy step parent. I nacho. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With a plate of nachos. <laughs> yeah, but it's not easy. It's not. It's the hardest. It's one of the hardest things I've ever done. Now, let me ask you this, because a lot of step parents struggle with this when they begin to nacho. They feel like, I have no voice. I'm sweeping everything under the rug. I have no control of my own home. Did you ever feel that way? Maybe a little bit, but I don't, but maybe I didn't realize that I felt that way. I will Until say, I brought it up. Thanks, Lori. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, I think that, and I know like we, I've been on, you know, the nacho calls with you guys before and you've even said it, like you realized it. And I've talked to you guys twice that my husband is definitely, I think a little more receptive than other husbands with when it comes to their kids. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's not like I didn't have a voice or anything. I feel like I could just be like, Hey, can you make sure that this gets done and he'd be okay with it? And I, so I, I don't think that I felt like it wasn't my home or that it was like crazy town here because I was still able to have like an open line of communication about it with my husband. Right. But I think I will say the hardest thing for me is the number one rule don't say anything negative to or about the stepkids. Yeah. And um, sometimes not saying anything negative about the stepkid is like so hard. And then, but you, ha- it's like when you can't do that, you realize it's almost like you're like, I don't have anything to say. Right. <laughs> because that's all you're doing before. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so I remember we went out to dinner and it was really quiet. <laughs> Like, okay, we need to get back to us. Yes, you're right. Because that ends up being what your relationship is, focusing on the stepkids and the struggles. And it's so easy to make that the center of your relationship. Yes, yes, 100%. I'm a little better now. Like, I, I mean, I feel like... I've heard it before, but not just very fluid. You know, it's not just a one and done. Everybody's different. Every family is different. And Mm -hmm. so, I mean, it's been six months and I still struggle with the negativity. Like, but I start to catch myself, you know, and Mm -hmm. like, okay, I need to change the conversation because now I'm, I'm being sucked into this hole again, you know? Right. Yes. Are you still in the academy? I am. I'm not, I pay for it every month. I haven't been like posting though, but I, I like it for when like, I feel like I'm struggling and I can go in there. And I mean, even if I don't make a post, just like reading other people's posts. And there's a couple of women in there that have amazing advice. And so I mm-hmm. coffee well, mama you know, and control freak. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I know I read that stuff. <laughs> So yeah, they're, they're amazing women. I don't know them. I know them through the Academy and their advice is really just, it's so like calm and it's, it's from the heart. Yes. Where like, if I were to respond, I'm like, 
yeah, F the stepkids, you know, yeah. <laughs> like nobody needs to hear that. So right. yeah, I just, if, if I'm having a bad day, you know, I'll go into the Academy and just like read posts and read the responses and stuff. And mm-hmm. it sounds really bad, but you're like, okay, what we're going through isn't as bad as that. So, right. But that doesn't take away from the struggles you have. That's true. The reason I asked you if you were still in there, did you do the change your stinking thinking challenge? Uh, no, I haven't. It's I wanted- time. It's time. <laughs> it will I'll help you tremendously it. with the negativity you're having. Okay, I'll go do that. It will. Actually, I think Control Freak and Coffee Mama both have went through it twice. Oh, really? Okay. Mm-hmm. I'll go take a look at it when we get off of here. And I thoroughly enjoyed creating that it's a reminder of some of the things that hey wait a minute i can change the way that i'm thinking about this or i cannot let this affect me like it is right now i have that choice i am in control i might not be in control of the outside forces but i am in control on how i let those things affect me yes i think that is something really important to remember yeah, so check it out. Even even not in nacho, like yes. in everyday life. <laughs> but yes, ma'am. That's a that's a really good reminder because I think everybody needs that reminder because that that really touched my heart right now. So oh, I'm glad. <laughs> you know, we have to remind ourselves. Sometimes we get wrapped up and those emotions start to take control, and we have to say, "Whoa, wait a minute, back up." And then you take just it. spiral. Yeah. Yes. And <laughs> the thing is, you have to, once you realize you're spiraling, you've got to stop it. And there's many ways to stop it. I remember one day I started spiraling and I couldn't stop it. I was trying to change my thinking. And I said, I'm walking outside. So I walked outside and I was like, look at the pretty, and I'm saying this out loud, look at the pretty green leaves on the tree. Look at the clear blue sky. I mean, just crazy stuff, but it helped because I couldn't look and observe the trees in the sky and still spiral. I had to break that spiraling pattern. Yeah, you had to change your mind. Yeah, because a lot of times with me, I can just go, uh-uh, shutting it down because I have learned the tools to do that. But certain things, they just eat at you. And so it does require, I would say, more drastic measures where sometimes playing a game on your phone might change your thought process. But sometimes you really just have to get up and remove yourself and go outside and pick up dirt, whatever, just something to focus on something else. Yes. We're going to have all these stepmoms out there picking up dirt now. (laughs) (laughs) Mine, when I am in that, when I find myself like being really negative or whatever, I found the dog park is like my happy place. So I pack the dogs up and we go to the park. Okay. I want you to think about something. Okay. You love your dogs. I love them. Those are your babies. (laughs) They are. When you think about saying something negative stepkid, I know you're not, but you're kind of struggling with it right now. But think, how would you feel if somebody said something about your your puppies, your babies? Yeah. You would go after them 
mama bear would kick in. Yep. Remind yourself, you're seeing this from the eyes of an outsider. And yes, I know that can be a bad phrase to use with step families, but it is because he's not your kid. No. Whereas, even if you got these dogs together with your husband, I bet if he says something about your dogs tearing up crap or whatever, you get defensive. Yeah. <laughs> How'd you know? Because <laughs> I do the same thing. Yeah. I'm like, but they're just so cute. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're so cute when they're tearing up that rug. Just look at them, shake their heads. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's the same thing with our kids. And I know that you're doing great with this. And the reason I know is because you're talking about how hard it is to keep your mouth shut. And it gets easier. It gets so much easier because you'll go through the thought process of, oh my gosh, I want to say something. I know I shouldn't. Will it be beneficial for me to say something? Is this coming from a place of love or a place of anger? Yes. And that is definitely something I've been thinking lately, too. Yeah. Because he's 13 and we're trying. Oh, honey. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Y'all have all been through so much. Yes. And don't forget that. Give yourself grace, give him grace, and give your husband grace. That's the only way that you can live through this. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. It is very true. I um, was talking, I was in therapy yesterday, and she said, she said, well, you're doing so great. Like, you actually... So most people don't change, right? They just are themselves forever. And she says, Mm -hmm. you actually realized something was wrong in your blend and your family. And you're doing everything that you can to change that. And so I think that goes along with, you know, give yourself grace. You just have to remember all of these people that are trying to do nacho realize there was something wrong and that they were part of the problem. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to change it and do better and change themselves so that their family can be better. So, Right. Yeah. Right. I am so glad that your therapist told you about Nacho. Yes, I know. She, yeah, I think she is a stepmom too. So she was like, I get it. I'm like, thank God. Because <laughs> I don't have any stepmoms in my circle. Mm-hmm. So like. I can't, it's almost like I've exhausted those outlets. They don't want to hear about it anymore, you mm-hmm. know, like mm-hmm. the struggles. And so it's, you know, not just a good outlet, but when my therapist was like, yeah, I'm a stepmom. I was like, oh my gosh, finally. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> There's somebody in my circle now. Yes. Yes. Because it is so hard for people to understand that aren't in that role. Yeah. Step being a stepmom is like the hardest thing ever. Right. And I'm glad that your therapist wasn't one of those that said, Oh, you just need to love them more because I'm a stepmom and my stepkids are just like my own and we're one big happy family. Because for some people that's reality. They can be one big happy blended family. But that is rare. I just rolled my eyes when you said that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You can't help it, can you? Oh, God. Yeah. I just, yeah, I definitely was like super stepmom. And then 
it wasn't good. So <laughs> I just, I don't know how people do it. But now life is good. Now life is good. When you not show. Yep, that's right. <laughs> that is right. <laughs> As we wrap up, what is one piece of advice? Well, I want to back up a second before we do that. I have okay. one more question for you. Okay. You, you don't have kids of your own now. No. Do you plan to have kids in the future? Do you want kids in the future, should I say? Yes. And one of the questions that I asked you on the intake form was, like your biggest struggle or what advice you would give people. Mm-hmm. And I believe you said something in there related to even if you have a child together, you still won't be a nuclear family. No, you won't. Right. So that that's something that, I mean, we don't have that struggle right now, you know, maybe soon, but even if you have an ours child, like I'm, that is one of like my biggest fears kind of is bringing a a baby into our family is we're still going to have this blended family struggle and it's just going to bring a whole new, it's, it's just going to be a whole new set of challenges bringing in a new baby and then having, you know, stepson and his challenges and then try to figure out how that is all going to play out and everything. So you know as well as I do, we don't have a crystal ball. That would be nice, but yeah, we don't have one. As you were saying that, though, I felt like, I mean, I know it'll add challenges. You've heard us talk about it in the academy. There are ways to prepare for those challenges. But something has given me the feeling, and I'm not trying to be psychic or anything, so don't take me wrong, <laughs> that I think if y'all did have a baby— that stepson would feel more like y'all were a family because his mom's had all these other kids and he's excluded. But you would have to definitely be careful because God forbid you tell him you're pregnant and he think, oh, great, I'm going to get booted out. Right. So, yeah, I mean, we've definitely talked to his therapist before. I mean, before we, you know, decided that we were going to maybe try and have a baby, we wanted to know what, stepson would feel about that and he so she talked to him about it and I think he expects it so I think he's kind of just waiting for it to happen so good yeah so I I don't think it'll be horrible I mean I think that he would be an amazing brother he was great with his siblings and he's always been really great with my nephews so I think he'll be great I just it's something that just sits in the back of my mind like and I think it's also partly some of my like control issues. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. Yeah. So it's just all, it's one of those spirals that you get into. And, you know, you're not going to know what's going to happen until it actually happens. So it's like, I think it'll be great, but you can't help but wonder, right? Right. Yeah. Well, I'm very impressed with you. You know that I've told you that before. Thank you. Because y'all were doing good. You're doing really good. and Yeah, it's hard. Yes. And the fact that you've got him in therapy, that is great. And the fact that you are talking to the therapist is great. Yes. I think yep. that's one thing. That's just like one piece of information or one piece of like advice I would give someone is get a therapist. Yes. And make sure that therapist is like 
knowledgeable, I guess, with step families, and they know how hard it is. And it's okay for you to go in there and vent about the step kid. So, right. Yes. And take more time to research the therapist before you jump into meeting with them. Question them, ask them questions. Do you know about blended families? How much experience do you have with blended families? Do you know about the nacho kids method? All this stuff, because oftentimes we talk about this in, I think it was last week's podcast, actually, you spend more time researching an air fryer than you do your therapist. Yeah. (laughs) Is that not crazy when you think about it? (laughs) All of these like material possessions that don't really matter. Yeah. Oh, I need to make sure that I buy the best faucet for my sink. Let me research faucets and spend three days researching faucets. And then you look for a therapist and you type in therapist through your insurance company and boom, oh, this one looks close. Let's go with that one. Okay, but that's actually what I did. <laughs> <laughs> well, you looked up, Missy. <laughs> I really did. I know we live like in a small town. So I just <laughs> went on a website and I found, I think I was kind of just desperate, you know, to get him into something. And I was on a website and I think I emailed six of them and I only heard back from two. And the first one that emailed us back is who we're with now. So yeah, we lucked out. (laughs) Yes, you did. So don't be like stepmom in Washington when you look for a therapist. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's funny. But for real research. (laughs) Yes, research. Well, Stepmom in Washington, thank you again for being a guest. We really appreciate you taking the time and sharing your story. Absolutely. It, was, it, was, it wasn't as nerve-wracking as I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Well, keep in touch because we want to see how Stepson does over the next couple of years and also um, hear when you decide to have a baby. Yeah. We'll let you know. All right. Sounds good. All right. Thank you. Yep. Bye. So, David... I know you're big on setting goals, not necessarily New Year's resolutions. Mm -hmm. My goal this year is to not allow you to push my buttons. And how are you going to accomplish that? I am going to nacho your button pushing. (laughs) Uh, Why do you want to take all my fun away? What was funny is one of the triplets and his girlfriend and baby were here over the holidays. And I told her one of the things that you did at one point that drove me bat crazy. She said, Ethan does it too. (laughs) I'm so proud of him. So your button pushing has extended your grandmother's generation, your father's generation, your generation. And now Ethan is carrying the torch. See, that's what brings a family together. Ethan, if you're listening to this, not proud, son. Not proud. (laughs) Yep. You can join us at (laughs) buttonpushersanonymous.com. All right. So we got a lot going on this year. We hope that you listen to this podcast and share it with other people. Even if they don't need blended family help, they may act like everything's fine and dandy. But just say, hey, have you heard of the blended family podcast? Blah, 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 blah. Ain't that what you do on social media anyway? Most of the time? You like you, you put it out there like everything's just hunky dory and your name's Lori. Yeah. <laughs> well, but don't say, "Have you heard of the Blended Family Podcast?" No, blah 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 blah. Say, "Have you heard of the Nacho Kids Podcast?" And share mm-hmm. it. 
share it, people, and give us some stars. We're going to have to do some kind of competition, David, to get some more stars. Okay, I'm done with that. We need more reviews. reviews. Yeah, we can make that happen. Okay. Yeah, we'll have to set up some kind of uh, competition and game and something like that, get some reviews and give out some prizes or something. Yeah. Sounds like fun. I like doing that. One of your prizes will be a pack of nachos. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then. All right, folks, that is our show for today. Thanks for listening. Be sure to share us out, just like Lori said. We'll catch you next week. And remember, life is good. When you nacho. And remember, sharing is caring. <laughs> Depends on what you share. And remember, don't eat yellow snow. <laughs> and remember... You need eight hugs a day to maintain your mental stability. That oh, explains 12. what's wrong with me and David. It's eight to maintain, 12 to grow, David. Well, why would if you, you paid just attention maintain? and listened. I don't have to listen eight times a day. Okay, tell people bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Nacho Kids podcast. Find us online at nachokids.com. Until next time, remember, life is good when you nacho.